Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. So wife said to her husband, you need to do more chores around the house. Husband said, can we change the subject? I said, okay. More chores around the house need to be done by you. <laughs> All my English majors enjoyed that. Come on. <laughs> so if you were wondering about my culinary skills, I've been asked to bring paper towels to our family gatherings. So, <laughs> so there's no confusion. A man comes up to the owner of a lumberjack business and he says, I need a job and I think I'm pretty good. The owner replied, okay, show me what you can do. Chop down that redwood over there. Man said, okay, and left. Five minutes later, he came back and was done. The owner was shocked and said, how how did you chop that tree down so fast? The man said, I got a lot of practice out in the Sahara. The owner said, you mean the Sahara Desert? He said, yeah, at least that's what they call it now. I know, you missed me, haven't you? Someone said, running feels great, unless you compare it to not running. I choose the latter. I had to run after Anchor this morning. He went out to get on the golf cart, and uh, I don't run much. He's fast. And um, we caught him before he decided figured out how to put the key in. (laughs) It's good to be back home. I've been away for a month. (laughs) I'm kidding. We missed one Sunday. Um, I had double eye infection. And the doctor said, you are highly contagious. Nobody wants to be around you. So I decided to, and this is okay. I mean, if you're contagious, don't come, all right? Nobody wants to be around you. Take your sickness elsewhere. We'll pray for you from a distance. And I got to tell you, as, as you prayed last Sunday, Chris and I were watching online, praise God for our camera people and our audio people and our tech people and our switcher people. And what a gift to this house. Uh, We're able to to enjoy worship online uh, with many, many others. But uh, as as we watched and and you prayed for us, what a moment. And I believe God touched us and we we are uh, good to go. We're back back at it. Amen. And thanks for those of you who reached out. What a blessing this house is. This week, our students had a powerful camp. Uh, they got back on uh, Thursday night, and they, they had some life-changing things that, that are going to last forever. Praise God for Luke and Ashton and, and our, their team. You guys are such a gift to this house. Amen. Kids were filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Josh got baptized today. Come on. Uh, what, a, what a deal. And, and Luke threw a whole bunch of them off the rafts and the, what do you call those things? The tubes, thank you. The tubes with the boat. Uh, they, they just had a blast and almost made me want to be a kid again. Well, it almost made me want to be a youth pastor, and I said, nah, I've been there. I did that for 12 years. And uh, praise God for our youth leaders, and uh, what, what an awesome God. So this week also, this has been a big week. Uh, this week, the Power Place Academy was blessed with desks, cubbies, and tables by a church in Maryland. Oasis Church in Maryland, about an hour and a half away, uh, they, they met our team when they went to the, the conference for the curriculum down in South Carolina. So we had to go to South Carolina to get blessed an hour and a half away. And when they met, they met our team and they, they shared stories back and forth. They looked at them and said, we have a warehouse full of stuff we want to give you. We've just been waiting for the right people to show up. Hallelujah. I mean, we're, we're being given thousands of dollars worth of stuff that we don't have to buy. What an awesome God. We received a check in the mail this week from Iowa. For $1,000 for the Power Place Academy from someone that our family ministered to 30 years ago. They watch online. They say, we want to be a part of that. Sowing good seed in good soil. Now, come on. This is what God does. One of the, one of the characteristics, the unique characteristics of our house is we're a generous house. We believe in Generosity. You can't outgive God. He always has a bigger shovel. I'm telling you, you can't outgive God. I've tried. From the onset of this church, we've been a generous house. It's part of who we are. And I remember when God blessed us with uh, the salmon colored chairs. There's a few of you here that will remember those. Anybody remember the salmon colored chairs? Come on, baby. Those, those were comfy. They had arms on them. They, they kind of just sank down and you could rock. And, and a lot of people went to sleep during church. And we had to say, got to get rid of those. No, we were, God blessed us. And so when it was time to move into this facility, there weren't enough chairs. We couldn't find chairs like that. And so we decided to bless another church with those chairs. And we just gave them away. When we moved here, in order to get the chairs we're in at the right price, we had to order a certain amount. We ended up with about 100 chairs that we didn't necessarily need. And another church plant needed chairs. And they said, anybody got chairs? I'm like, we got chairs. Let us bless you. So they took 100 or maybe 125 chairs to their, their house. And, and God had just, you, you can't outgive God. And so as we continue to give and bless and just be the hands and feet of Jesus, he always 
rewards in amazing ways. Amen. I, I was driving into Kennett on uh, Friday morning after a lot of this had happened. And I was just reminded of the first time that Christy and I came here. We came off of Highway 1 onto 82 and pulled down into town. And we had, we had been other places expecting God to say, this is where you're supposed to plant. And when we drove into Kennett Square, a place we'd never been before, it was 19 years ago. And we drove into town and the Spirit of God just settled in our heart. This is home. This is home. This is where I've called you. And so here we are 19 years later. And man, has God been faithful. Wow. We're not the biggest church in the world. But we're making a big impact all over the world. Amen. Thank you for being on this journey with us. It's, it's quite, a, quite a ride. What a ride we're on. So core values, we decided as we entered this new era that we needed to put language to who we are and always have been as a church since our inception. And uh, Pastor Isaiah and Brittany, they spearheaded this effort. I want to say thank you and, and honor you today for, for taking the time to sit us all down as a staff and say, let's define who we are. And thank you. What a gift you are to this house. And I hope you'll pick up one of the, uh, the cards at the connection bar. And you can put this on your refrigerator. If you need to take two, put one there and one there. So you see it at all times. Or you can turn it over if you want. It's up to you. It's our core values. Last week, uh, Pastor Luke and, and Billy, what a, what, a, what a day that was. They, they spoke on honoring. Honor up, honor down, honor all around. We place the value of heaven on you because you bear his image. And I just want to say uh, thank you for the, those of you who were here last week. Pastor Luke and Pastor Billy, they, they honored us in such a, a special way. And, and, and uh, that camera over there, I think Josiah was on that camera. But he began to pan the crowd. And, and as he panned and you were honoring us, uh, Chris and I were just weeping. And, and thanking the Lord for all he's done and all he's continuing to do. So I just want to say thank you. Honor's a big deal. It's, it's part of the culture of heaven. And we want that culture here at our, our house as well. We were overwhelmed, and so I just, I'm so grateful. One of the things that Luke talked about was holding the crown above their heads until they reach the crown. That's what honor does. 
Uh, I heard someone say, when I, when I speak to the king in my kid, I get the king. You can call, this is what honor does. It calls people to a higher level. It calls you to who you know you can be. Amen? Whenever uh, Christy or I are around uh, police officers or someone that's serving our, our nation, we always buy their lunch or their dinner, whatever that looks like. And we're not honoring them just because of who they are but we're honoring them because of what they wear and their calling. We don't honor people because they're honorable. We honor people because we're honorable. Some of you have a hard time honoring the the president and his cabinet and the leaders of our country. I would encourage you to biblically honor Everyone in leadership that the Bible says to honor. You'll be blessed. And you will show the kind of honorable person you are when you honor the office. I've had leaders over me that I couldn't, I couldn't honor them because of them who they were. But I honored the office that they held. Are you with me today? That's why the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. They carry an office. They have an office and it's over you, like it or not. And so we honor the office. We honor that, that place that they carry. And God blesses us because of our choice to honor. We honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. Honor, uh, and I didn't get to preach last week, so I'm going to give you just a couple seconds. The Greek word for honor is a valuing by which the price is fixed. Of the price itself. The price itself is fixed. God set the value on every human being. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the value. The value of something is what someone is willing to pay for it. And God created you in his image and he paid the highest price for you. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. You can say a better amen than that. Amen. The price of his one and only son, the highest price possible. How can we not honor what God honors? So we honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. It doesn't matter who it is, they may be incompetent. If you know me, you know that I have a problem with incompetence. I I just can't handle incompetence. On every level. And yet, I have to remind myself that person holds the value that Christ placed on him or her. That price has been fixed, it can't be changed. God said, 
I created them in my image and I paid the highest price for them. They're valuable to me. So we honor up, we honor down, we honor all around. Say that with me. Honor up, honor down, honor all around. Amen. Today, I want to talk about truth. Absolute truth equals complete freedom. Say that with me. Absolute truth equals complete freedom. We believe the Bible from cover to cover. And we say the greatest counsel you will ever receive is from the word of God and being in his presence daily. One of the enemy's greatest strategies is to get you to question God and question God's word. He'll deceive you into thinking that God's word is false, it's tainted, can't be trusted, because he knows it will bring you complete freedom. Look at your neighbor and say, don't buy the lie. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Everything you need is in the garden. You're free to eat from any tree in the garden, but, verse 17, but, somebody say but. That's a big but, this one right here. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because there's consequences when you break God's law. There's a problem when you don't do what God asks you to do. He says you can eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God knows a little bit more than we do. He understands things that we don't understand. And so he places parameters in place. He puts fences up, areas of protection, barriers to try to help you stay in the protected place. Somebody say the fence is there for your protection. The fence isn't there to, to, to keep you away from all the good stuff. No, the fence is there for your protection. The rules are there to keep everybody in the right place, receiving of the, the benefits. Everything you need is in the garden. Now jump to Genesis chapter three. Now the serpent was more crafty. And I'll just tell you this, the enemy is crafty. He knows how to sneak around. He knows how to get you pulled into certain situations and things and people. You heard the testimony today from JJ. Your friends frame your future. And God wants to take you out of those situations and bring you into a place where your future becomes bright as the promises of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He's crafty. I want you to start questioning. What did God say? I, I, don't, I can't remember now. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? 
The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Did God say you must not touch it? No. She added to the word of God. Notice in Genesis 2, said you're free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. When you eat from it, you'll certainly die. And here's Eve adding to the word of God. It's partial truth, but partial truth is still a lie. Amen. Verse four, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. Another lie. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He's basically saying God's holding out on you. God knows that if you get this, you're going to be just like him. And so he's holding out on you. He's holding the good stuff out on you. So you can't have what you really need. And yet God told them you have everything you need right here in the garden. You can eat from any tree except one. When we cross the barriers, we find ourselves in trouble. God's holding out on you. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her. Huh? Adam? What are you doing, dude? He was with her and didn't do anything about it. And guys, let me just say, this is one of our issues when we don't speak up and lead the way in our families. We know what's right. When we abdicate the throne that God has placed us on, our whole family gets in trouble. I don't know, go ask your mother. Said no one ever. <laughs> we need to have an answer. We need to stand up. We need to speak up. We need to lead well. The first man, Adam, set this thing in motion. He ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open. They realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together, made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you gave me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, what's this you've done? The woman said, the serpent. Deceived me and I, and the blame game started. 
And nobody's taking responsibility. Nobody's, nobody's saying, I, I'm wrong. I'm, I've sinned. I'm wrong. Truth. Absolute truth equals complete freedom. Focus on the family rights. Few topics are more controversial in our culture than that of sexual identity. Whether we're talking about homosexuality or transgenderism, anyone who dares to suggest that these expressions of sexuality fall outside of God's design is sure to be labeled a homophobe or a bigot or worse. You've probably been confronted by this issue in your own family or professional relationships. And if your kids are in school, they have too. Every day, we are bombarded with the message that any and all forms of sexual expression are healthy and praiseworthy. The pressure from the media, from schools, and even from friends and family is immense. As Christians, we're called to love all people. None of us wants to be seen as hateful simply because we embrace a biblical sexual ethic. And I'll just tell you this gender confusion we're seeing today, which is being force-fed to our children in school on a daily, in the media, on television, every, everywhere you look, it's directly from the enemy, directly from the devil, the enemy of your soul. He wants you to question God's design. He wants you to question God's commands. He wants you to question who you are he wants you to question God's purpose for your life. He, he wants you to think that God is holding out on you. He created you wrong. So that you will sin, just like Adam and Eve, and then try to hide from God. Get as far away from him as you can, because you don't want to hear that, that still small voice speaking, saying, where are you? One of the reasons why God laid on our hearts to start the Power Place Academy. God placed that seed in Pastor Isaiah's heart and Brittany. We've championed that cause. And in just a few weeks, short weeks, our children here at the Power Place will have a place to go on a daily basis be spoken the truth, the absolute truth of God's word into their life. Amen. And that doesn't relieve you, those of you who are sending your children to the Power Place Academy, that doesn't relieve you of your responsibility. This is a partnership. And together, a threefold strand cannot easily be broken. That's what the Bible says. So the parents, the church, Holy Spirit of God, the school, we're all going to combine together and see our children come to a whole nother level in Jesus and walk in truth, which is the, the ultimate. Gender confusion. Let me, let me just say this. You don't get to create God in your image. You may want to, and many people do, 
I, I read somebody's post on Facebook just this past week. The God that I know. Well, the God that you know is the God you created and doesn't line up with the absolute truth of God's word. And you may be okay to do that down here, but there's coming a day when you will meet God face to face and then it's all him. It's all his kingdom. He has a kingdom and he's the king. Ain't nobody else going to tell him what to do. He will tell you where you messed up. And so it's, it's best to be right with him now because it'll be too late then. And I fear for your soul if you're going to live that way and create your own little God who looks like this world. Francis Schaeffer says he offered what he called a simple but profound rule about truth. If there are no absolutes by which to judge society, then society is absolute. And you know how scary that is. In just a few short decades after he made that statement, we've seen the implosion of our society because nothing is based on moral absolute truth. Twisted truth is still a lie. We can't create God in our own image. He created us in his image. And, and there's a little bit of truth in almost every lie. They're just enough to make you believe it. That's why absolute truth is so vital. The word of the living God. 2 Timothy 3.16. I'll go as fast as I can today. That's not very fast. All scripture. Somebody say all scripture. It's God breathed. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Paul the apostle is writing this to his son of the faith, Timothy. And he said, all scripture is God breathed. And I know there's a, there's a thing going on now in the church, throw out the Old Testament, just toss it because it's irrelevant. The issue is, the all scripture that Paul is writing about to Timothy about is the Old Testament. That's all they had. That's the word of God they had. And, and a, few, a few letters that were being passed around at that time, epistles. But we believe the Bible from cover to cover. We stand on the truth of God's word. All scriptures inspired by God. And it's profitable. All scripture is profitable. You need to read the Old Testament as well as the New Testament because you need to get a picture of who God is. You need to understand the Father heart of God. You need to understand how he deals with his children. You may not like how he deals with his children. And many people have quit this church because of that. God can't be sovereign. Oh, but he can and he is. And some of the things that happen in your life are from sovereign almighty God. You can't pick and choose. Probably have a mass exodus after this Sunday as well. We need more chairs. (laughs) 
John 8, 31, to the Jews who had believed him. Let me just say this. Daily encounters with the Lord really matter. You, you need to be in the Bible on a daily basis. And you need to write down something every day that God speaks to you. Why? Because you'll begin to, to get a list. You'll begin to see the hand of God. You'll begin to see the miraculous hand of God in your life, speaking to you, guiding you, directing you through every situation you're in. There's nothing like it. I've got, I would say, probably three or four journals already filled up of daily encounters that, that God has guided me through the most difficult of situations. I wouldn't be able to have made those decisions had God not been speaking to me through his word. All scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, training in righteousness. So Jesus, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then, so I say then, then. when's it going to happen? Then, then if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Then you will know the truth. If you hold to my teaching, he said that to those who believed him. So it all goes together. It's all interconnected. To those who believed him, he said, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I said, what does that word know mean in the Greek? So I looked it up. And one of the meanings is, it was a Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. If you know the truth, you know it. To know someone intimately is to know them, to be united with them, to be one with them. That's why God said the two shall become one flesh. They will know each other. Intimate knowledge. I know the truth. I'm intimately involved with the truth of God's word. And as I know it and respond in obedience to it, I'm set free. That, that's how freedom comes. That's how absolute freedom comes. As I know the word of God, the truth of God's word, and I know him, I've believed in him, and I hold to his teaching, and I know the truth, the truth sets me free. That's why we say absolute truth equals complete freedom. You're not going to get free with 12 steps. You're not going to get free with man's steps. You will become free, absolutely free, as you follow the Lord and his truth. That's why daily encounters with the Lord really matter. They help you connect with him and his word on an intimate level. Man, you guys always talk about that. I know, because it's life or death. If, if you don't have a daily encounter with the Lord, you're going to die spiritually. Or you'll shrivel up, you'll be 
drawn back into your old lifestyle. You'll go back into stuff that'll mess your life up and you're going to find yourself weak and anemic. Anybody want to be weak and anemic? That's our goal, right? Oh, I just want to be weak and anemic. No. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. I was reminiscing uh, this week, at one of the scriptures that I'm, I'm using today, my mom taught me at a very young age. Uh, she passed away four, four months ago. I was thinking about that. It, it almost seems like a lifetime ago that I said goodbye to her, but uh, it's only been four, four and a half months. And uh, I just, as I was reading that scripture, I, I just started missing her because she poured into my life on a daily. Every day we memorize the word of God. Every day. Let me just say to you parents, don't get weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't faint. Don't give up. Keep pouring. Keep, keep planting the word of God in your children. I don't care how old they are. Keep planting. I, I would call my mom when she had her right mind. And she'd start telling me what she's going to teach on Sunday. She said, I know you know this, but listen. And she'd go down her, her Sunday school list and tell me every, everything the scripture said and what the Greek meant and the Hebrew meant. And I'm like, Mom, I know, I know this. She said, I know you know, but let me just tell you. And she would continue to tell me, continue to plant those seeds. Don't give up. A lot of people gave up on me. They looked at me and didn't see what my mom saw. They didn't see what my, what my parents saw gone back to that church and people have actually looked at me and said, we really didn't think you'd amount to much. (laughs) But here I am today because someone poured truth into me. That absolute truth brought me complete freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Alicia Britt-Sholee writes, Many years ago, our family made a trip to see the Grand Canyon. It was one of my mom's big dreams and the kids' first visit. As we pulled into the parking lot, it began to rain, and by the time we reached Mather Point, the shuttle routes were closing due to inclement weather. The rain hid the canyon like an impenetrable veil. Disappointed, we left, ate, slept, and returned to the point around 7 a.m. the next day. Though the rain had subsided, the, the fog was extremely dense, So we sat on the edge, staring into clouds, straining to see a hidden something we believed was on the other side. And then without announcement, the clouds shifted, rolling up from the canyon depths as though they had been stirred by a giant spoon. The movement created a clearing, an opening in the fog that revealed the other side of the canyon in all its glory. It took my breath away. In awe, I stood still, attempting to see all that could be seen before the, that could be seen before the fog resumed its position as guardian of human hidden beauty. And then while the kids were distracted by squirrels and rocks, I stayed at my post on the edge waiting in anticipation for the next stir, the next roll, the next movement, the next window. And she goes on to describe these encounters with God as a glorious process of holy waiting. Opening the word, I stare into mystery 
and wait for God to make a clearing or not. Waiting is its own reward, whether or not I discern a thing. Waiting is the main event. Being in his presence. Waiting. There may be a nugget of truth that he wants to share with you. There may be something that you've never seen before. And he gently pulls back the curtain. and You get a glimpse into eternity. And yet, even if that doesn't happen on a daily basis, waiting is the reward. Being in his presence, intimately involved with him. You shall know the truth. He is the truth. And the truth will set you free. His presence is worth everything. We find absolute, absolute truth from his word and lingering in his presence daily. Jesus said in John 16, verse 1, I've told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. Speaking to his disciples. For you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing a holy service for God. This is because they've never known the Father or me. They've never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. Some of you have been reading Revelation for your whole life, and now you're reading it going, hey, hey, whoa, that's happening. That, I, I didn't think that could happen. Oh, my goodness, what in the world? It's really true. Absolute truth. Word of God. Okay. I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. Now I'm going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking where am I going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come, the Holy Spirit. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of his sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he's heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father's mind. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The scriptures tell us that the Spirit of God breathed on men as they wrote the, the living word of God. It didn't come from man's prophetic ideas. It came from the Holy Spirit. It's absolute truth. The word of God is absolute truth. 
If you don't believe that, this isn't your church. You need to go somewhere where they don't speak the truth. But if you understand that the living word of God is the truth, it's absolute truth, then you can find freedom. And he will speak of what's coming. We've got the New Testament. It tells us what's coming. Oh my goodness. We've got the Old Testament. It tells us what's coming. You don't have to be shocked or surprised. Oh, I didn't know. Read the Bible. You'll know. It's happening. It's, it's front page stuff. Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. That's why we say the greatest counsel you will ever receive is from the word of God and being in his presence daily. The greatest counsel you'll ever receive is from the word of God and being in his presence daily. If you come to me for counseling, I'm going to ask you, are you in the word of God every day? You say no, I'll say, have a great day. You go read the Bible because you will find answers that you need in the word of God. Most of us go to everybody else but God. We'll go to everybody else except the truth. His revealed will in the word of God. Run here, run there, call somebody, get, get on the, ah, I need somebody to tell me. No, you need the word of the living God in you daily. So he direct, guides and directs every step that you take. Come on, somebody. Daily encounters with the Lord are really life or death spiritually. And you will be free or you won't be free. You'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Or you won't know the truth and you'll be bound up. Give your neighbor a little nudge and say, that was good. You need the truth. You need the truth. Encountering his word on a daily basis time in his presence is what sets you free and changes your limited human thinking to be able to think like God. Because the word of God is God's thoughts on paper. What am I God's thinking? I know. He wrote it down for you. This may not be the most exciting message you've ever heard, but I'm here to tell you, you can know the truth and be set free from your bondage. And it's all within your grasp. It doesn't cost you to go to a counselor. It's not going to cost you days and days and weeks and following a program that, ah, Psalm 19. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. 
Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord. They're okay. The instructions of the Lord are That was pitiful. It is up there, right? The instructions of the Lord are perfect. What do they do? Reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. I don't really have much brain. God's word will give you wisdom. You may be the simplest person in this room, but God has wisdom for you. And if you'll get into the decrees of the Lord, they're trustworthy. They're going to make you wise. Commandments of the Lord are they're not left. Just saying. You're right. Bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear. They're not confusing. They're not, I don't understand. I can't figure it out. No, they're clear. Giving insight for living. You want to be smarter than everybody else around you? Get into the word of God. You'll have insight. You'll have wisdom. You'll have clarity. Things won't confuse you. You'll be able to see black and white. You'll be able to to discern this is wrong. This is right. You've handled the real stuff long enough that when can, can, whatever that is, counterfeit. Thank you. When counterfeit stuff comes across your hand, you go, nah, ew, that's not right. Doesn't look right, doesn't feel right, not right. I told you about my counterfeit 20. Came in our youth group. Somebody bought a, a Coke. We took the 20. I didn't take it, somebody else did. When I went to cash it in, I looked at it and I felt it. I'm like, ew, something not right with that. Took it to the bank. Bank said, it's not real. Thank you. We lost 20 bucks. Well, we didn't lose 20 bucks. We lost the counterfeit 20. They took it out of circulation. Why? Because it's false. It's fake. We, we were in an airport shuttle. Just popped into my mind. I asked anybody in the shuttle because I needed to give 
a tip to the person who was going to unload our luggage. And all I had was a $100 bill. I said, anybody in the shuttle have a change for 100 And one lady said, I, I do. I said, would you mind? She, no problem. As she's pulling out her 20s, I gave her the 100 and I said, it's hot off the press. I was joking. <laughs> I don't make money, okay? Well, it just didn't sit right with her. We got into the airport, off the shuttle, gave the guy some money, and uh, got into the airport. And all of a sudden, I, I feel this on the back of me. The lady found me in the airport, found me, pulled on my shirt and said, I want my buddy back. I said, I said, but I, I only have like $80 left. I gave the guy 20. She said, I don't care. I want my money back. I said, but I it's, it's real. It really is real. She said, I don't believe you. This is one of the first times in my life I've, I've been accused of something like this, right? And so I'm, I'm mortified. I said, look, let, let's go to one of the merchants here. They can swipe their little thing on it and prove to you that that's a real $100 bill. She said, No. I said, no, seriously, they, they can tell you if it's real or not. So finally, I made her go with me to a store, and, and they swiped it, and of course, it was real. And, and, uh, but I'm just telling you, there's some things that present themselves as real, but they're not. You've got to be able to trust the one who's given you the truth. And you can trust the word of the living God. You can trust him with your life. Jesus Christ is the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shined in darkness and the darkness. Ah! And that same light, that same word is here living and breathing today. Hallelujah. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are True. Each one is fair because God always has your best interest in mind. He's not holding out on you. He never has. He never will. He wants the best for you. That's why he gave his one and only son, Jesus, to purchase your salvation. Oh, that you would receive him today. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They're more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They're sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. Ah, it takes me back to Genesis chapter 2. Here's all the blessings. Just don't do that one. 
You got all this, just don't eat from that one. They're a warning to your servant and a great reward for those who obey them. I can't tell you how I love to reward my children when they obey me. Have any parents here? Do you like to reward your children when they obey you? How about when they disobey you? You passing out the rewards then? I don't think so. You may take some things back. You had that, but now that you're acting like that, you don't get it any longer. Are you with me today? That's not the human being, Father. That's Father God. Oh, check him out in the Old Testament. I give you all this. What, you're, you're walking away? What, you're doing that? Come, are you serious? Okay. Taking it back. Taking it back. Come on, somebody. The word of the living God is absolute truth. You can trust him. He wants the best for you. They're a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Say it with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I don't care what anybody else thinks about what I'm saying except you. I don't care what anybody else thinks about what I'm meditating on but you. I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So Paul writes to his son of the faith, Timothy. Worship team, you can come. Again, I say don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. Facebook people, TikTok people, whatever else is on social media. I can't remember. Instagram people. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach. Be patient with difficult people. Ugh. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Gently instruct. Does that sound like your posts on Facebook? Huh? Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. They will learn the truth. The truth in Greek, in this verse, 
means precise and correct knowledge. Not just some truth, not somebody's truth, because not everybody's truth is absolute truth. Perhaps God will change these people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then, verse 26, mark this down. You want to read it later. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. They will learn the truth, the truth, precise and correct knowledge. The devil wants to keep you in the dark about the precise and correct knowledge, the truth. And he'll mix in some truth to make things sound good. But when he's got you in his trap, you're doing whatever he wants you to do. See that, verse 26? They'll come to their senses, escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Anybody want to be the devil's puppet? Is that your goal in life? No. Nobody wants to be the devil's puppet to do whatever he wants me to do. But when you don't understand the truth, when you don't receive the truth, when you don't come to your senses, you're held by the devil's trap. And he's got you just, just playing with you. He wants to keep you locked up in his traps. He wants to keep you locked up in his tentacles. Keep you questioning God and his ways so you're forever entangled in his snares. But absolute truth equals complete freedom. Say it with me. Absolute truth equals complete freedom. Say it louder. Absolute truth equals complete freedom. You can know absolute truth. I don't know what the truth is. The Word of God is the truth. And absolute truth equals complete freedom. I'd say it's time to get free. It's time to get free. Hallelujah. It's time to be free. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. John 8, 36. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If the Son sets you free, the Son, capital S-O-N, the Son, Jesus Christ, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Tell your neighbor, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. If the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. There's freedom here today. There's freedom from sin. Jesus paid the price. God sacrificed his one and only son for you. There's freedom here today. And if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And we celebrate freedom around here. Stand with me, please. Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. 
You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at the Power Place Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.